Audio Hop Podcasts. This is the Whiskey Advisor Show. On this show, we sample some fine whiskies, share interesting tales and trivia, and answer your most important questions about whiskey. And now, here's your host, the Whiskey Advisor, Uday Balaji. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Whiskey Advisor show. As always, I'm joined by the Whiskey Rook, Piyush. Hello there and hello everyone. Good to have you, Piyush. Today, we're off to another storied region of Scotland. Any guesses where we're headed, Piyush? Uh, well, after Speyside and Isla, I guess that leaves us with Highlands. Yeah. So the Whiskey Rook is right. We'll be looking at a single malt from the Highlands called Aberfeldy. Are you familiar with the name, Piyush? Uh, I can't say I am. Honestly, what have I told you that you've tasted it before? That's absolutely not possible unless you have slipped something to me without me knowing. <laughs> no, no, I've not done that. Um, the reason why I say that you've tasted Aberfeldy is because it's one of the key malt components in Dewar's blends. So Aberfeldy is blended with uh, other single malt and single grain uh, to make Dewar's. You mean? Spot on. I'm really, really glad. because we looked at what types of whiskey in episode 3 yeah you've obviously been paying attention my friend the rook's knowledge is growing folks i'm sure yours is too lot more knowledge coming your way yeah so now let's get into a little bit of history about uh, aberfeldy like we always do on the show uh, so for this we need to go back in both aberfeldy and more importantly dewar's history mm-hmm. so where the story started was in 1846 there was a gentleman by the name of john dewar and he set up this little business in this uh, town called perth hmm. in the scottish highlands okay. which eventually became a blender and a bottler of whiskies but more important than john dewar were his two sons john and tommy so these guys were completely different personalities but they handled two parts of the dewar's business very well as partners so one was john he was a steadfast you know guy who didn't want to leave his town made the business grow fairly you know one of those uh, upstanding citizens so john handled the operation side operation. of the business yeah. so tommy was the other end of the personality spectrum from john mm-hmm. he was a proper like flamboyant social personality and really a born salesman mm-hmm. so in 1891 this picture this this is a long long time back when travel wasn't the way it is uh, today really? and he traveled to 29 countries to set up 32 different agents on an epic two year tour of the world wow absolutely incredible you know so all these things you know the strong business handling back home this guy going out and securing agents across the world meant that business was absolutely flourishing so because business was doing so well in 1896 they decided okay you know in a way like we talk now to de-risk the business and ensure supply they decided they will establish their own malt distillery so this was where the idea of setting up aberfeldy came in okay so in 1896 they started building and in 1898 two years later they opened the distillery so some might ask you know because we keep talking about where these distilleries are so what are the main things that was important back in the day so one was a water source they had what's called the pitley burn 
and connectivity was absolutely critical they had and back then it was train connectivity that was more important you know so even if you go to uh, scotland now even though the fantastic roads you'll notice that all the old distilleries are near train lines okay so this was a big factor and for them a very important factor was it was right next to their home of birth that is a smart move absolutely so now this was absolutely a flourishing business at that time like i said but it did have you know its fair share of challenges so one of the problems was they had to close during both the world wars mm-hmm. because even though they had fantastic transport there was no barley that could be transported there so they couldn't produce their uh, whiskey so these are the challenges that they faced but the duers brand has only gone from strength to strength over time and aberfeldy has been fueling this growth in 1998 finally uh, the current owners bought it you probably familiar with the name is bacardi oh, has bought okay. them okay so you know since you were telling about aberfeldy i have a story here and you know i wish to share it with you please do recently you know so these are my college uh, friends so one of my friend is uh, placed in germany while he was flying back to india uh, one of my other friend a common friend he asked him to get some single malt so apparently he got aberfeldy so while he got it i did not know about it uh, the other guy he posts it on some social media i saw it there and i instantly messaged him i said uh, you have to share this with me you remember in the recent time i shared monkey shoulder with you so he's like piyush i promise i'm not going to open the bottle because i was on a tour uh, and you know i said that you you know, dare you open it before i come so uh, yeah i mean you know the funny part is this guy during our college he was scared to death even to try as as simple as aerated drinks and you know this guy is talking about no single malts I'm always happy to hear that people are getting into whiskies you know uh but you know, what one thing that i really picked up there was it's really really nice to get different bottles new bottles and share them with friends yeah you know there's two part parts to it right because there's no better way to enjoy whiskey than with friends yes but secondly also you know they do cost a fair bit and you can't keep buying bottles every other week so every time you buy a bottle have this group of friends who enjoy it equally or you teach them a little bit of whiskey appreciation so you can all have fun and uh, share bottles yeah it's a great affordable way to you know again start to find flavors and then what will happen is when a friend is traveling from abroad you won't tell him buy some single malt and come right yeah. you'll tell him exactly what you want what? yeah so that's why we're trying to get folks so in fact it's a very good takeaway i i think it's great i do that a lot with my friends as well you know because okay. in india you don't get a lot of particularly cask strength bottlings which uh, because of the restriction that we have in india is quite tough so always looking for people to bring back whiskies okay <laughs> so now you know i also have a question so what makes duers aberfeldy so special okay so i don't really want to be a wet blanket but honestly i'm not the biggest fan of the brand you know whether it's duers or aberfeldy i'm not the flavor profile doesn't appeal to me to mm-hmm. my palate as compared to if you take my wife she's a big fan she loves both duers and aberfeldy because it has that kind of a honeyed kind of brown malty character that some whiskies have that i really don't enjoy but she really enjoys uh that's it you know there's no doubt that it's a very well made whiskey you know okay. when you taste it you'll be able to tell that it's a nice whiskey it's just that you know you can't like every single whiskey out there yeah. there are some that suit your palate there's some that probably don't suit your palate that's why again coming back to what we're trying to do here it's about trying to identify those flavor profiles 
that you enjoy okay explore within those flavor profiles and then try to get out of your comfort zone explore other flavor profiles and end of the day kind of you know have the selection of whiskies that you can enjoy at any given time because you're asking me some time ago what is your favorite whiskey there's no such thing as that you know uh it all depends on my mood on a given day i might want white might want something fragrant and floral i might want something smoky and peaty so it's not that we're stuck in one you know bracket we're always going to be moving from to different brackets depending yeah. on our moods yeah all right now that we've spoken so much about the whiskies i think it's time that we taste them uh so we'll do something a little different today okay we've got the aberfeldy 12 and we've got the dewar's white label Okay. So let's first taste the Dewar's White Label. Yes, please. Get a few notes. Yeah. And then we'll uh, taste the Aberfeldy 12 and see if you're able to pick up any of the notes uh, that you got in the Dewar's. We hope you've enjoyed the episode so far. But before we go ahead, here's a word from our partner. Enjoying this podcast? You can also catch this and 200 plus such podcasts on Karwa 2.0 with BBC India, Film Companion. Open Mic Poetry, Sadhguru Isha Foundation, Indian classical renditions by the greatest maestros, stories, rhymes, and GK for your kids. Oh, and did we mention the 5,000 preloaded songs and 100 plus unique playlists every day? To know more, go to www.saregama.com now. And we're back. Let's continue. Would you like to do the honors, Piyush? Yes. slanja slanja so what color are you getting pinch so i am getting uh, uh, you know somewhere between yellow gold and uh, old gold okay so let's take a quick look at this uh, bottle yeah so you've got the usual quantity 750 ml alcoholic strength 42.8 the interesting bit are the ingredients can you read what they've got here so the ingredients read as scotch whiskey and water and there's some special statement below that which says contains permitted natural color it is 150a yeah so natural color 150a is caramel coloring okay. so we had looked looked at this a while ago right where this is the only permitted coloring agent that is used in scotch whiskey mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't have to be mentioned on bottles it's a requirement in india but um the reason why i bring that up is don't get carried away with color okay you know read about the whiskey see if it's a kind of profile that you like if there's an open bottle go with your nose and palate rather than looking at color mm-hmm. that okay. would be my uh, that's a very good insight now to the visual texture it's very light yeah legs come down really quick yeah what about the nose i am uh getting a smoky okay. bit of mm-hmm. smoke and to be honest hints of toffee mm-hmm. okay and it it's light so yeah so it's definitely got on kind of like a hay kind of flavor to it but more than anything you know i'm getting that very characteristic grain whiskey flavor in this mm-hmm. it's kind of like a burnt caramel slightly i can get caramel almost no. 
papery cardboardy kind of smell which i'm getting on it slightly sour also possibly so like i said before one way to reset your nostril is just to quickly smell the back of your hand okay so definitely getting a sour note of this kind of like a sour wood note under the taste what do you get so like i said i am i'm getting a smoky punch and uh, caramel and toffee okay just to put it into perspective when you say smoky punch do you mean like a light smoke or do you mean like a heavy smoke no it's a light smoke yeah okay so i see what you mean um just like you know put it together it's honey you know it's kind of like stewed apple hay it just has that burnt mm. caramel grain nose okay. and it really translates translates onto the palate as well i see the toffee and a little bit of vanilla but you get the certain bitterness also at the end on the finish a short finish but very very There's kind of like a burnt caramel bitterness that I get on this one. Maybe some spice, maybe aftertaste, possibly. Yeah. yeah. So just moving on, let's pour the Aberfeldy twelve. Leave a little bit of that. Oh no, folks! Piyush has finished his duos. We're going to have to pour a little more along with the Aberfeldy. Okay. So, uh, so the idea now is to now have the Aberfeldy and see if there's any uh notes that we can see that um are common. Are we able to pick up the Aberfeldy in the uh, duos or not? Okay. Thank you, Dad. Most welcome. Well, it's about color you're getting on the Aberfeldy. Yeah. So I am getting a burnished color. Okay. Yeah. How is the nose on this? I. might want to say that i am getting a bit of coffee and caramel here as well mm-hmm. certainly a bit of honey okay mm-hmm. yeah i mean these are the three prominent which mm-hmm. i can guess caramel honey um you know the I mean, there's a certain maltiness to it but if you see all these flavors are kind of like that kind of brown flavors yeah you know uh that's how i always think of the whiskey it's very nice but it has that very rich malt honey kind of like you know that kind of flavor uh that some really enjoy uh onto the palate what do you uh, think it's a bit fruitier and in fact it's fruity it's not fruitier yeah? what kind of fruit is it would you say a kind of an orange kind of ah uh, yeah citric yeah yeah, hmm? yeah i'm getting that okay hmm and uh, a bit of fragrance mm-hmm. but i can't identify which it is definitely aromatic for sure so i'll tell you what on the nose again you know so it's that very brown malt character and uh, on the palate what okay it's kind of like medium bodied you know uh, there is a definite kind of like you know honeyed sweet richness to yeah. this whiskey yeah. uh, a little bit of orange um and definite oak again it's that malt you know that i keep coming back to that really stands out do you see any similarities between uh, the whiskies uh of course i mean like i said uh, toffee caramel and honey mm. are the common elements got you so you don't really see that smoke that you picked no. up earlier no. right no. so i guess that's where the complexity is we i don't know what other malt whiskies or grain whiskies are there in this but maybe one of the components has that little bit of smoke to it yeah. possibly yeah right uh i definitely get that kind of 
brown character again i keep coming back to this in both the whiskies but uh, obviously the eberfeld is a rounder richer whisky as uh, that very light green forward character of the duers we're going back to the eberfeld uh, this definitely falls in the fruity and spicy camp kind of you know tending a little towards the fragrant and floral but firmly in um, you know the fruity and spicy camp okay so uh, uday can we just talk about the whiskey range absolutely so we look at both aberfeld and the duers ranges and i'll come up with a couple of recommendations uh, the aberfeld is very straightforward not complicated like some of the other ranges that we've seen it has a 12 16 and 21 they also have a limited edition called the exceptional cask series which is cask strength uh, you know hand signed mm-hmm. bottles very special bottlings but the most exclusive bottling they pr- they probably have right now is the 40 year old okay. which was recently released uh the duers we just had the white label they also have the 12 15 18 and 25 okay uh they recently came up with this thing called the duers double double and uh, there are three uh, whiskies in that range is the 21 year old 27 year old and 32 year old honestly i've not had these because they're fairly new and I'd love to try them. Any of you have samples, send them over, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they have a very complicated um, maturation process. Very interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it uh, has influenced the final whiskey. I'm not going to get into it on the show because it's not very podcast-friendly. You need like a whiteboard to do this. In fact, I just drew it for Piyush on a piece of paper and it's like there's no way we're going to be able to do it on air. Yeah. So read up, folks. Uh, coming to my recommendation, uh, one whiskey that really surprised me, I've, I know I've said it before, I'm not a big fan of the two brands, but keep an open mind, try different expressions because there's a radically different taste profiles that you can get within the same whiskey. So I had the Dewar's 18 at a friend's place the other day, again, sharing whiskeys, and it was lovely. It had a lovely sherry lightness to it. and as you go up in the age ranges you go up in the price ranges some blended whiskies can really surprise you with the level of uh, finesse and complexity so look out for that 18 if you get a chance and uh, look out for the double double if you get to try it let me know what you uh, think about it all right folks that's it for this episode of the whiskey advisor hope you enjoyed this fairly unique single malt and blend comparison uh, next week we're off to another part of the highlands This is in the Highlands category, but it's actually a distillery on an island. Bit of a tongue twister there, but it's an island whiskey, very, very different in profile from what we've had today. And I'm sure you're going all going to love that episode. In the meantime, please send in your questions and comments via email, Instagram or Facebook, and we'll answer as many as we can. All our handles are at the end of the show. Till then, drink well and drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. If you want to learn more about whiskey and Uday's work, visit thewhiskeyadvisor.com. You can send in your questions to us on uday@thewhiskeyadvisor.com or Instagram or Facebook at the whiskey advisor. That's whiskey without the e. The show was brought to you by Audio Hop Podcasts. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter at Audio Hop Podcasts. We'll be back next week. Until then, Keep your spirits up and drink responsibly.